This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Hour number two in the locker room here on a Thursday. Wesley Euler in for Max Starks along with Craig Wolfley. Having some fun as always. And you know what this time is on Thursday, just about every single week. We are fortunate enough to be joined by former Steelers coach Tom Bradley. Coach, how we doing? Doing great, Wes. Good to hear your voice. How have you been? I'm good, partner. I'm good. You know, I had a had a baby about 11 weeks ago, first child, so <laughs> I'm a little low on sleep, as you can imagine. But, you know, sharing a studio with Wolf always always gets you going. Well, I got to tell you, a crazy thing happened to me. I, I go to get groceries last night. I'm in the store, and the guy says to me, hey, are you going to be on tomorrow with old number 73? <laughs> old number 73. So here's the, the guy's a Syracuse fan, Wolf. No and he kidding. said, did you know Craig Wolfley's on the all-century team at Syracuse? I said, no, I did not know that fact. But <laughs> and he proceeded to tell me that, that he's on the same team with Jim Brown, Larry Zonka, Art Monk, Ernie Davis, Donovan McNabb, Marvin Harrison, and Floyd Little. I found that hard to believe, but I did look it up. <laughs> and, it and the only thing that puzzled me just a little bit was that they listed his playing weight at 265. <laughs> That, I thought, was a little bit of an exaggeration. So, because I used to do a show with him called Weigh In Wednesday, Wesley. Oh, yeah. And, and he never, ever saw that 65, okay? So, anyway, Wolf, that is a true story. Um, uh, I did uh, not know those facts, but now that I do yeah. know that, uh, they, you I, know, all-century team. Oh, that's great. Yeah, was... Syracuse all-century team. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I and know. If you look him up, there's actually a nice picture of him where with an old photo. I think it might have been when you first went there because you had big lamb chops, Wolf, in the photo. But <laughs> the Elvis nice. lamb chops. Nice look. It really was. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you so chops. much, Tom. I, I yeah, appreciate well, no. And then the guy told me, that, I didn't know this fact either, Wolf. I didn't know you were second in the first professional sumo wrestling tournament ever held in North America. Ah. Guy like that's I mean, a bad visual, a dude. That's a really bad you some, visual. You had some, uh, some, some finishes, some good finishes at uh, World's Strongest Man, too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he was big tough. Fifth. He was fifth in the World's Strongest Man. Top oh, five. This guy was dealing with, you know, you talk about all-century team. My goodness, he used to be on the all-world team. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All-world eating team. Thank you so well, much. You're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, too. You're a black belt oh. in jiu-jitsu, too. What so. can I say? I just a yeah. couple facts about Craig that I did not know. <laughs> I'm a little bit demented. Him. Thank you so much <laughs> for filling in the blanks of what I forgot about myself. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. Good. Were you taking notes over there on all that wolf so you can remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. No, he just. Go ahead. He just. Geez, I just thought he was a player from Orchard Park. I didn't. <laughs> now I got all this. I feel good. <laughs> Uh, oh my heavens! Anyway, I'm not wolf, getting out it's of a here. Monday night game. Yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah, it's a Monday night game. How you eat? Remember now. Okay? <laughs> All right. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. Okay, <laughs> coach. Correct. Coach, I go back and I watch Week Eight. I watch the Steelers. Nick Chubb, 16 carries, 61 yards, 3.8. I'm going. What are they doing different? What's uh, so? I turn on the tape. I'm just watching it, and there's this unique defense. You know, it's called set the edge, stay in your gap. 
lock out, disengage, and move and make a tackle. It was spectacular. I mean, it was just, it was great to watch. There's nothing mystifying about what occurred in week number eight when the when the Steelers beat the Browns and held them below their season average of rushing, would you say? Yeah, you're sure correct on that, Craig. Uh, having watched that game, you know, uh, I agree with you. I think the key for the Steelers is, it's, is going to be, it sounds kind of a little bit, you know, cliche, but, you know, win the first quarter. Right. I think if they can win the first quarter, start fast, okay, uh, and obviously stop that running and get ahead, they can take them out of that run game, which, uh, you know, I, I think is going to be the key to the game because, you know, right now the Steelers have not been playing the run well. And, and you go back to that game and you say, wow, you know, did a heck of a job. There's no question in my mind. And, and the thing that I, I, I just keep looking at as I'm watching it over and over is you're watching guys just, you know, stay in their gaps, lock out, disengage, run to the ball, not get taken off their feet, keep their shoulders square, the basics. What Cam Hayward has been talking about for weeks, you know, that they need to adhere to that, and you need everybody across the board doing it, right? Yeah, you sure do. And, 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 you know, if you watch, you know, Cam Hayward, if anybody wants to watch a guy how you're supposed to play that position, just watch Cam Hayward, oh. okay? Because he's he's as consistent as a player as I've seen in football in a long time. You know, week in and week out, you know, there's no bad game for him. And, and one of the things when you watch him, Craig, and you know this, he he runs to the football, right? Which any any coach loves to see big guys run to the football, and he's always doing that. Coach, how important has you know when you when you're talking about running to the football, it makes me think Cam Hayward certainly one of those guys. Another guy who just lately has has been all over the place. Minka Fitzpatrick, and you know you in a, in a sense you don't want to see him have 14, 15 tackles a game because that means guys are getting to the to the next level too often. But at the same time, he he's been so important back there as the center fielder for that defense. He he's flying all over the place. A, a lot of times, coach, it looks like he's the only stealer around the ball, and he's kind of the last line of defense there, and has been able to make some plays. I've I've been very impressed with what Minka has done the last couple of weeks. Yeah, how can you not be? You know, it's all consistency. It's like the way he plays week in and week out. Uh, you know, he's great at his angles. He he's he's a tremendous. At, he's a tremendous tackler. You know, the free safety position. You know, even you talked about running to the ball. Let's go back a few games ago. They won the game because Joe Hayden went to the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are big, those are those are some of the big things. But I think the one thing going back to what Wolf said about the about the last Cleveland game was, and I think uh, Craig would agree, was the Steelers were the most physical team that day. Right. So Monday night, that's one of the things you want to be is be the most physical team. You know, obviously you want to win the situational football battles and the turnover battles and that stuff. And, and it'll come down to if you can be the most physical team and not give up big plays, I, I think the Steelers will have a good night against the Browns. You know, one of the guys not to be overlooked by Ben Roethlisberger coming into, as he t- said earlier this morning, it's pointing towards his last game at Heinz Field, his last game on Monday night. Hey, Wolf, football. you're kind of breaking up on me. I can't hear you. So if Wes can re- repeat the question. Just talking about how Ben Roethlisberger's how this Ben Roethlisberger just said, uh, Coach, about what about an hour ago that that this is likely his last game uh, Monday night at Heinz Field. Any thoughts on him? Well, yeah. Then I think everybody ought to get down to Heinz Field as fast as you can because you're gonna if you don't you're gonna miss a living legend play football because not many guys like him you know you're gonna see around here in a long long time. Yeah. 
Well, think also about Joe Hayden could well be Joe playing Hayden his as well last. too. Yeah, against tell, his old team. Yeah, and and tell me, give me give give me your insight on Joe because you coached him, you know him. He, he's a terrific. Yeah, you know, I've guy. said this before, and I've said it publicly. I don't know if there's a finer person than Joe Hayden. Uh, was just great to coach. The, the way he came every day to work, his demeanor on and off the field, his respect for not only you know, his teammates, but for everybody in the building and the way he goes about his business, he's one of the classiest guys that I've ever met in all my time in football. Yeah, Joe Hayden, certainly fantastic. They got a lot of good dudes in that in that locker room. Uh, Coach, the, the last one that I wanted to, to ask you here, I know you, you mentioned just a minute ago about how the first quarter feels important. The start for the Steelers feels important. One thing that Wolf and I were discussing in the first hour here in the locker room was was the potential to use more 12 personnel on Monday night. You know, It looks like Kevin Dotson's going to be back in the lineup after missing six games. Pat Fryermuth said yesterday that he'll he'll see everybody Monday night at Heinz Field, so that makes it seem like, like your old Penn State buddy is going to be available there as well too does it feel like they've got an opportunity now with 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 Fryermuth, with Gentry with maybe getting a little bit healthier on the offensive line to to go heavy to play physical and to try and, and, and you know punch Cleveland in the mouth early yeah there's no question and when I said start fast that doesn't mean score like this means control the ball keep them off the field give your defense a rest I mean obviously you'd like to score some points but you don't want to get behind the Browns then it allows them to control the tempo of the game and you do not want that to happen I think you know, the other thing, you know, maybe you see a little bit of of, uh, of Derek Watt. Maybe you bring a fullback in a little bit this week too, okay, which would, be a, which would, would help because, you know, it's the one thing they want to get going is they want to get the run game going. And obviously, the, you know, the one thing that's not been Steeler football this year is stopping the run. Well, one of the things that you want to make sure to do is, uh, is, is you're out there is to keep Baker Mayfield bottled up, yeah. right? I mean, when you see Baker, when you see a guy who play actions a lot, who is able to, uh, you know, run those sprint rights, uh, re- you know, reverse rollouts? That what's important about keeping him bottled up? What do you tell? What do you tell your defensive line? You know, you know, it's it's one thing. He is a guy that moves around. He's not X marks the spot guy. So you want to keep him in the pocket, keeping him in. Do not let him extend the play because he likes to do that. Right now, just watching him throw, I don't think he's as in, the way he's throwing the ball does not look like Baker Mayfield right now. Uh, I think that, you know, the injuries have caught up to him a little bit here. So one of the things that he's very dangerous when he gets out of the side of the pocket, because then it causes a lot of problems, you know, all around the, the rest of your 11 guys on defense when he does that. So if you can keep him hemmed in there and make him throw, and of course, you know, uh, you know, they always talk about that, but the down guys, you know, the, when you keep him in the pocket, now you have a chance. He's not a real tall guy. You can get some tips, you know, tips and overthrows. You got to have those, right? So I think it's a key that you keep him in the pocket. Do you tell T.J. Watt to say, hey, you got to choke it down a little bit on rushing the arc, right? I mean, because one of the things that he is dangerous about is leaking out of the pocket to his right. It seems like, to me, that's been something that's damaged the Steelers in the past. Yeah, you know, but the one thing I hate to do is ever tell T.J. to choke it down. (laughs) (laughs) Great point by you. Yep. I just like to see him go and let him go. He wrecks such havoc, and he's such a heck of a football player. You know, I, I think you know the hey, you know, let, let him go and other guys cover for him, okay? Because he he's a he's a handful for those offensive linemen, and and I know you study those guys a lot, Wolf, and you know he's a he's a he's a he's a tough guy to handle. 
Uh, he certainly is one of the best in the business, just like our guest here, Tom Bradley. Coach, we appreciate your time as always. Happy New Year. And and, and like Coach said, everybody get down to Heinz Field on Monday night and get rowdy one last time for seven. And, Coach, if you see my buddy from Syracuse, <laughs> ask him if he graduated because I didn't. <laughs> Wolf, I hate to – but I tell you what, it was pretty impressive. All-century team, Craig Wolfley. Well, only 44 guys on the team. And with some of those names that were on there, I'm like, wow. But the 265 took me by surprise. Really- <laughs> we're going to have to hang that on the wall in here. Craig Wolfley, 265. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate you so much, brother. Thanks, Tom. Good catching up with Happy you. New Year. Happy New Year to all of you. Talk to you soon. You Thank too, you, Coach. Brother. Thank you. There he goes. I tell you what, he's he's classic. Oh, yes. You know what? He's perfect locker room uh, yes. humor. He's yes. going to come after you. He's going to give you a couple of kneecappers, you know, zingers, right about kneecap level. 265. Yeah, it was back in the day. Back in the day? <laughs> yeah. I heard if you put a uh, a decimal point in there after the two, it still wouldn't have been your GPA, <laughs> 2.65. How <laughs> oh, well you know me already, my friend. <laughs> Folks, we got to get to another break because we're going to have, we're going to continue uh, with another guest up next, Jerry Dulac. He was down uh, on the south side for Ben Roethlisberger's um I don't know if press conference is the right way to put it. His scheduled weekly media availability, where, again, if you're just joining us, if you missed it, uh, Ben Roethlisberger admitting tomorrow, tomorrow that Monday night, pardon me, is likely his last game at Heinz Field and that he's focused on the result, but he he realizes that, that this could be coming to the end here. We'll talk to Jerry about everything that transpired in that conversation and more when we come back on the other side. Wesley Euler with Craig Wolfley in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Back in the locker room, Wesley Euler here with Craig Wolfley in for Max Starks today. A reminder for you all that this is the last In the Locker Room show of the week. Everybody taking a a much-deserved day off tomorrow, if I do say so myself, for the uh, to ring in the new year. Well, What's the comfort food for the new year for you? Oh, partner, a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. Um, but the wife and I have a tradition, New Year's Ooh. tradition. Uh, we do steaks and lobster tails. <laughs> now, got to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. we're gonna. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're gonna make it to midnight this year. You know, newborn baby will well, probably just get to sleep while we can. Welcome to my world, baby. <laughs> but the steak and the lobster tail is still going to be on the menu. What about you? Any any traditions? Nah, you know, it, it kind of went the way we were, we're way ahead of you. You know, I, I struggled to make it to midnight. <laughs> so it's kind of like whatever whatever the missus wants to get, I'll, you know, the, I'll get grubbified in whatever way. You and I can talk about this at a later time because I don't want to keep our, our guest Jerry Dulac waiting. But I tell you what, I've got a theory in life that you're not really old until you have kids. Yeah. So if you have kids at 18, 19, you can say you're old. <laughs> but if you're like 45 and you don't have any kids, I don't want to hear about you being old. Well, let's ask the cool breeze. The cool breeze, Jerry Dulac, joining us now. He covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jerry Wes here in for Max Starks today with Wolf as always. How you doing, partner? Well, fellas, I'm fine. I will tell you I could care little about your New Year's Eve menu, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> will you make it to midnight, Jerry? Are you like us? You're going to be tapping out early. Let me let me say this, Wes, and it's always nice to chat with you. Um, 
I, um, it depends. I mean, I don't make a point to stay up, and it, and, and the only way I'm up is if I'm watching a movie. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's not a, yeah, not a big deal to me, but I will have, uh, you know, some things to eat on New Year's Eve, uh, but I don't make a point to stay up till midnight <laughs> and uh, personally don't really care to, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Jerry, uh, some, some big news, obviously, this morning. Ben Roethlisberger, there's been a lot of speculation about his future, how this could be it, final two games, final home game on Monday night. But Ben himself addressing that for the for really, I think, publicly the first time this morning, saying all signs are pointing that this is it in, in terms of Monday night being his last game at home. Is it? I mean, does it? Is is there any thought in your mind that that he could change his mind, or did did he seem like a guy who knows that he's really getting to the end of the finish line here? No, Wes. Uh, no, he knows this is it. He's known it since the beginning of the season. Short of a run to the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Uh, and they might ask him to come back. But it is the first time he has uh, publicly indicated uh, that this is going to be, uh, you know, his final season. You know, he was referring, of course, to his final home game in Heinz Field. And, uh, look, you know, even as he said that the writing is on the wall, was on the wall when uh, this is the final year of his contract. You know, the Steelers reworked his deal last year, uh, you know, um, to, uh, you know, reduce his cap hit by 26 million he took a five million dollar pay cut if you recall he said he'll even play for free he wanted to come back for one final season uh to possibly take a run at the super bowl um but there was much debate last year uh, after last season whether they wanted him back and uh, art rooney said no he's coming back and that was the end of that but he knew that this was going to be his last year um and they knew it was going to be his last year and uh, but this is the first time where he has publicly indicated that uh, this is going to be it, to use his words. You know, what's interesting, too, is that listening to Ben and listening to the tenor of his voice and what he was thinking and as he was portraying it to everybody, it, the the obvious thing is to keep the emotion down to as much a minimum as possible. Look, you got this game coming up. You got the brownies that you've been whacking over the last 18 years. <laughs> Uh, the last ride on Monday night football at Heinz Field, all these things come into play. Extremely difficult not to let your emotions uh, s- kind of surface, but there's a lot to be done these last two weeks, would, w- wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, absolutely. You could tell that um, not that he was fighting his emotions because he wasn't, but he wanted to make a point to be extremely guarded against being nostalgic or showing any emotion. As he said, you know, that time, will come later when he'll reflect being nostalgic, and I'm sure the emotions will take over. Uh, but, you know, it probably, you know, the final game is one thing. Um, but probably the final game at Heinz Field probably means even more to him, as he even said. He said it's going to be special for him, um, you know, especially if they come out with a victory. So, yeah, that, that's when he'll reflect. And, and the emotions will take over. But, you know, just think about it, fellas. I mean, 18 years yeah. mm. he's been playing. As he ha- said, it's nearly half, half his, his life. life. Yep. And, and, and um, you know, there, it's, the, it's the longest, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, glorious era in Steeler history. None of those guys played 18 years. And, yeah, Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls and the 70s team won four Super Bowls. But, uh, you know, this is as decorated a, an era is they've had in, in Steeler history and, you know, with this guy, because of this guy. And, um, 
you know, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I, I get tired of the people who, you know, want to, oh, he should have retired last year or, you know, he's no good. He's washed up. I, they, they, those people, they just don't get it. And I, it's, and usually that comes from uh, people who just either didn't, don't appreciate what he did for them through, you know, with the Super Bowl, three Super Bowl appearances through 2010 and, uh, you know, everything he's able to do. And look at it. He's finished in the top five or around the top five in every major statistical category mm. in the NFL, in history. And there isn't an, an athlete in Pittsburgh from past to present who could say that. Mm. Not one. Not Clemente, not Mario Lemieux, not Sidney Crosby. Who else do you want to name? Barry Bonds. Nobody has finished in the top five of the major statistical categories like this guy. Uh, if, That's if impressive. That, if, if, yeah, and if you, you, know, you want to uh, start categorizing how special this guy is and what he's been able to do, well, all you got to do is, is consider that. I think that's very well said. We have been spoiled here in Pittsburgh over the decades to have so many great athletes in, in a lot of different sports. And when you put it that way, I think it really does put into perspective certainly how, how unique, how special Ben Roethlisberger's two-decade run has been here. Jerry, one of the things that, that Wolf was talking about, you know, when, when we saw your tweet this morning and we saw, that he saw some of the clips that were put out of, of Ben saying these things, one of the things Wolf was discussing was, you know, Terry Bradshaw's last game up at Shea Stadium and how there was just kind of this mantra from the team that we're not going to let this guy down. We're not going to, the offensive line, we're not going to let him get touched. The team, we're not going to let him down. We got to send him out the right way. Do you think there's going to be a real tangible boost from all this from the Steelers' perspective where maybe that same kind of, all right, you know, like we've got to send seven out the right way maybe this season hasn't gone you know how we how we wanted to but we still have an opportunity in these last two games that we can look back we can smile and, and end this thing on a positive note well don't forget to Bradshaw's last game was not uh, it going into it was not known that it was going to be his last game his injury took care of that well the problem uh, was Jer- a special Jerry the only problem with that is everybody knew that at any moment that tissue paper thin tendon might go <laughs> you know and and, and my only well, point no is question. yeah my only point is being in the lineup was this could be his last game the next game could be there was only a few games left in 83 and you just knew each one was precious because Bradshaw was so huge back in the day you know and he's, he still oh, no is question. today but you know go ahead yes no question, but it's it still is a little bit different. You guys oh, yes. knew it uh, that there could be, but the public didn't know it. But right. but to your point, um, I don't know. I really don't because of what's at stake. That the Steelers, you know, if they have any chance to postseason, they have to win this game because if mm-hmm. they don't, they're done. Same with the Browns; they don't win this game, they're done. So the only way the Steelers have a chance to get in is by winning their final two games. And I don't think there's any question the focus will be on that. Not not let's send Ben out in his final home game because what do you do next week? Do you use that as the same motivation? I, I really don't think so. Um, I I think um, you know I think this is a, with what's at stake and the fact that it's the Browns. Um, is it is is it special that it's Monday Night Football for Ben and and some people? Yes. But I don't think that um, I don't really think that uh, that that this is his final home game that it's going to uh, affect the players to the point of, will they be happy for them if they win and everything? Of course. But I just don't think it's going to affect the outcome one way or, or another. What I would say is, and, and just, you know, humbly, we have to agree to disagree. 
the the point is going out there that that first emotional storm of the first quarter. This may be something. Maybe we get that miraculous first touchdown in the first half, <laughs> and that that could be something big, Jerry. And I I love the fact that you know when you've got so much coming into this game, and I I agree with you. You know, it's you got the next game, but players tend not to look two games ahead. <laughs> They look only at what's oh, in I front agree. of them. And one, one right, of the things right. that, that and I, as a player, I remember thinking, I don't want to be the one that could let Terry down. I don't want to be the one to give up a sack that would, you know, send Terry out of the game. Even to the point, as I often say, I had the most flagrant foul <laughs> on a holding call on a guy. I, I, I could have been flagged five different ways for that, that, that penalty. But the point is, I, it is going to be an emotional night. It will be big. And the more that you can put it aside and focus on getting the game done is going to be an important factor for all these guys. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think one of the uh, – and we'll – you know, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but I think one of the uh, subtle differences could be that at the time, uh, you know, Bradshaw is still playing with a lot of veterans who were around, uh, not a ton, but enough who were around even from the tail end of the glory days. Whereas, you know, this team is a young team. It's That's different a good with point. free agency. There's so many new faces. And so, there's a few guys, there's a handful of guys on this team who have been with Ben, obviously not that long, but beyond Cam and, and uh, you know, there just aren't too many guys who have spent those, those special days with Ben. And I don't, I don't know that it, uh, I'm, look, I'm not discrediting them or saying how they'll feel, but I think it's a little different when you have a veteran team who, who've been around the guy like you were with Bradshaw all those years. Uh, you know, as opposed to a guy who span, let's face it, I mean, three different football generations, if you will, going all the <laughs> way back to 2004. Yeah. You know, the guys he won with, uh, none of them are here. Uh, and, and so I think that makes it, uh, uh, you know, just a little bit different, too. I wonder, I wonder if there will be any surprise visitors to that Monday night game. You know, because it is significant. It is huge. There is that pointed fact that you just made that there's a lot of young guys there. The significance might be in the moments you'll see Ben acknowledge maybe Cam, Cam, Ben. There's going to be special right. moments that, that you can right. see, you know, that, that will be. But, again, it's all pointed towards getting the win. There's no doubt about that. You know, well, one of the most poignant moments uh, that I have witnessed that I still remember, and, and I, I, you know, remark about this to Charlie from time to time, is when Ben and Charlie embraced after that game in Baltimore, Baltimore that Charlie yeah. had to come in and play. Yes. Um, you know, that was a special moment because everyone knew that they knew that that was, you know, that was Charlie's last hurrah. And right. that was really special to see. And to your point, yeah, I think, you know, whether in pregame, postgame, whatever the case may be, I think, you know, a person like Cam, because there aren't too many guys who are right. around, mm-hmm. who right. are still around, who spend any amount of appreciable amount of time with Ben, just because of the nature of the, of the, of the game, the climate of the game, you know, the, the free agent climate of the game and everything else. But yeah, I think those, those little moments, those snapshots are what you remember. Just like I remember Ben and Charlie hugging at the end of that game. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great picture. Thank you, my friend, Jerry, great stuff, partner. We appreciate your time as always and uh, enjoy the new year and enjoy the game on Monday. Thank you. Happy new year, boys.
There he is. You too, Jerry. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much, Great brother. stuff today down there uh, with your reporting uh, just on everything with Ben this morning. We, we, we saw the breaking news from Jerry Dulac, and, and uh, it changed up our show plan a little bit here, Wolf. Well, it did. And the first thing I got to apologize, Jerry, was I did not get his – there's a read. He's always sponsored by ah. somebody, and I don't have my phone. And he, he sent me – I'm Uh-oh. sure he sent me the uh, the ad to read, and I blew it. So I apologize to Jerry. I apologize to the people that were sponsoring Jerry's segment here, um, and I blame myself, and I feel much shame. Hey, I, you know what? And to be fair, I just checked my phone, but Jerry didn't know that I was going to be on right, here probably right. until he hopped on the phone lines. See, I remember his old ones, but I wouldn't want to recite that now. I can't remember. Do you remember? Is it is it William Penn Tavern or is it Frank B. Fewer by chance? I think either he of those moved two, on. or did he move? Yeah. Okay, so I don't. So I don't want to. Yeah. Well, Jerry Dulac brought to you by uh, who he's brought to you by every other week. Exactly. And Muttonhead here, that being me, forgot his phone, and I on it. I had Jerry's. Oh my goodness. It's always a weird feeling when you forget your phone somewhere. It's odd. It's odd. It's, it, it does it's, feel it's odd, a, it's but like, it's, it's even worse when you realize that you had something significant something on you your needed. phone that you needed. You know, I don't hardly need it any other time. Right. But it's always there. The one thing you needed today, yeah. Jerry's but I needed sponsorship. That one, the one thing. And so I, 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 as I apologize. I'm feeling much shame, as I said. Hey, you know what? The good news is we still got some time to end this thing on the right <laughs> note before the season's <laughs> over. We'll get that sponsorship in next week. Thanks to Jerry. Uh, for his time, as always, busy morning for him, I'm sure, with, with this Ben Roethlisberger announcement. We're going to take our last break. When we come back on the other side, we'll finish three things Thursday. i got to give you my right. three bad for the Browns. Okay. We'll hit the phone lines as well, too. 412-919-1316. Those are the digits to dial. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Wesley Euler. You're in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Last segment here on a Thursday. Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler with you in the locker room. Before we get to some of your reaction, let's finish up our three things about the Cleveland Browns. Just a little scanning of the reminder the the three good things that we said that they do their run game their ball hawking secondary and their defense just being stingy in terms of yards allowed uh, both in the air and on the ground top 10 in run and pass defense all right well but that's enough nice things you're ready for the bad now let's get to the bad the first to me is for as great as the run game is for as good as the offensive line you know even with some injuries has been nick chubb we all know one of the better running backs in the national football league they're too quick to give up on the run game and put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands. And I think we saw a little bit of that week eight when when the Steelers played the Browns. I think you see that. You saw that the other night when they played the Packers. All of a sudden, you know, Nick Chubb was just gashing Green Bay on the ground, and it gets to be late in the game, and they start throwing the ball. I don't know if that's because, you know, Baker Mayfield was the first overall pick, and they feel like they kind of have to develop him, and he has to be that guy. I don't know if it's because – that's just the way that Stefanski likes to coach and likes to scheme up his offense in situations. But to me, they are too often, even in tie games and one-score games, too quick to abandon that run game and, and get pass happy. Well, there's no question about it. I mean, you know, when you've got somebody like Nick Chubb, then you've got a Kareem Hunt that comes in after right. that. Are you kidding me? And Dearness yeah. Johnson is your third guy. He's like pretty darn good. He had a 100-yard game earlier this season. No doubt about yeah. it. So you look at all these factors and you say to yourself, look, this whole team is – 
is built on that running game. Yep. Build that running game. You got the play action. You got the rollout. You got the misdirection stuff that you want to do. And, uh, you know, you've got to find that that good balance. To me, you know, it, it's they are reminiscent of what Ben was his first several years when you had the bus, you had that running game going, and it's about sometimes you pass to get the lead, mm-hmm. then you just pound the run in the second half and wear them down. If you have a good defense, they're very reminiscent to a degree of of those early Steelers teams there, you know, and I, I would I would say yeah, I think they 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 put you should put the ball in Nick Chubb's hands. Mm-hmm. You ought to let that line go and just have at it. I mean, you know, just remember it's it's you know you it's it's pillage, pillage then burn. Okay, you got to right. make sure sometimes they burn then pillage. You know what I mean? It's oops, that's a, that's a misnomer. <laughs> you got to get it right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And to build on that, second thing that I don't like is their passing attack. Um, they're averaging just barely 200 yards per game through the air. That's 27th in the NFL. And when I realize, you know, Odell Beckham isn't there anymore, but I still think when you've invested what they have in Baker Mayfield, in Jarvis Landry, they've got some high pedigree tight ends on that team, right? Austin Hooper, guy that they paid big money to in free agency, David Njoku, first round pick. Right. For the playmakers that they have on the outside and at the tight end position, for you know, for Baker Mayfield, for as much trust as they put in him, they should be able to do more through the air. But just 200 yards per game, 27th in the NFL, I think their pass attack is, is kind of the polar opposite of their run game. Well, there's no doubt that they're having some issues in that area there. Uh, the fact of the matter is, I don't think Baker is that great a quarterback. I agree. I mean, you know, he's one of these guys that he's he's got – He's middle, he's middle of the pack. Yeah, he's got dangerous, uh, uh, you know, uh, attributes to yes. him that he can yes. create problems. When he escapes to the right, whenever you get, you know, the defensive ends running a little when high he can arc. he play off the can, play action. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He does some really good things. The play action is he's not one of these guys that brings you back. Right. He's one of these guys that plays with a good, is good playing with the lead or playing even. And that's what that offense, in my mind, uh, most humbly I say, uh, is built on. You know, and you know if, if, if you ne- don't need to do anything more, that you can run Nick Chubb all game long. You know, and I don't know why, but that's you know, that's the coaching decision. Yep, I, I absolutely agree with you. And the third and final thing that I got that I you know you just look at the Browns and oh man, it's not good. Two two. Well, they come from a city well, where they co- well, the there's river, a lot of the we, river once caught on fire. We okay, could we could talk yeah. about how you know that they they sports teams other than a, a, a brief gl- a blip with LeBron haven't done anything. We can talk about how the uniforms are brown and orange, brown and orange. We you know, try and keep it on the field here because <laughs> it's a it's easy to talk but about all the bad the river, with Cleveland. The river it's caught, still the on, river fire, caught man. on fire. <laughs> Uh, two two things that I, as I was I was researching this this week that that surprised me and, and jumped off the page in a bad way, their net punt distance in the NFL is one of the worst in the league, only thirty nine yards per net punt, and I think that's why they made a change there over the last couple weeks. The second is uh, they've got a thirty eight percent conversion on third downs on offense. Both of those numbers when you when your net punt is is under forty yards, when you're converting on third down less than forty percent of the time, it's it's hard to win games. You can see why they're seven and eight and why they lose a lot of close games. That matters in the margins in games like that. It also tells you that they're struggling a little bit on first and second downs. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I don't know why, because the rushing attack the is, rushing something, attack, yep. is something that's so good you should be able to The rhyme and reason there is, yeah, is off. There's you'd have to break it down more. You've mm-hmm. got to get the metrics and analyze it a little deeper uh, than what we're doing right now off the top of my very flat head. You know, the fact of the matter is you look at the 
this Browns team, and um, you, you look at it and say it's a Brownsian year. Yeah, you know where this is a kind of a normal year in Cleveland. This is an abnormal year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, you know that's just the way it is. And you know you go through with the old eighteen years with seven. Yeah, you know, and you look at the twenty-seven <laughs> uh, quarterbacks they've had, if you include Johnny if you include Manziel. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> That's a, that was a great addendum. Uh, I mean, Johnny Manziel, I kick a man while he's yeah, down, huh? That's, oh, that's just so bad. Wolf, before we go to the phone lines, I had one more question for you. A fun one that I, I, I'm i glad I saw this in my notes today because okay. I, I wanted to ask you this. You familiar with the Mayo Bowl? The what? Okay, so it just started last year. You know, We were okay. talking about college football bowl games, and okay. there's a bunch on today, a bunch on tomorrow, around the new year like there always is. There's the Mayo Bowl today in Carolina. Really? UNC versus Southern uh, versus Southern so so North Carolina versus Southern Carolina uh and it just kicked off about about 10 minutes ago all right this is the second year they've done it the winning coach gets a four and a half gallon bath of mayonnaise instead of in lieu of gator instead instead of the Gatorade bath okay. right four and a half gallons of mayo they Ooh. dump on the winning coach at the mayo bowl Ooh. so I gotta ask you Craig Wolfley if you had to have a condiment dumped on you in in that style right Gatorade bath style what would you go with I'd go with um let's see well, not condiment. How about bacon, lettuce, and tomato? You're going to have the mayo. <laughs> You're cheating on me there. Yeah, I was just, I was just kind of thinking about I it. I want some know? buffalo ranch. You know? But, no, that could. That could you know, I'll, yeah, I'll enjoy that. That, that might, might sting my eyes a little bit. Yeah, that could be a little hot. You know? I would say I want relish because I want to relish the moment, that, baby. Now you're talking. Anything with <laughs> syrup would be the worst, right? Oh, no, yeah. You'd have to shower for days to get yeah, all that. that. That would be – that. no, that would not – that but, wouldn't work. But about, about 2.30, 3 o'clock this afternoon, one of these head coaches is going to get a going to get a, a four and a half gallons of mayo dumped on him. I can't wait for the video. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, what's – in What's the advantage to winning? I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Why? At least they had the potato bowl a couple days ago, and they dumped a, a cooler of French fries on the coach. Now, that I could do. That works. I'd be, mm, pretty good here. Absolutely. Let, me get, let me get some of those. Maybe I would think that maybe you dump the mayo on the losing coach. <laughs> you know, I mean, that would be. <laughs> the punishment okay. fits the crime. Yeah, exactly so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know. But and then if, it, but if it's, um, what was that? Not mayonnaise. What's the other one? Um, Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Yeah, you know what now? A little Miracle Whip. A little bit sweeter. Yeah, you know. Is, again, if you got the bacon, I mean, there's nothing better some, than bacon some, some and a little turkey bit of and some Whip. sourdough. Oh, oh, baby. I like that. I love it. I love it. Let's go to the phone lines to close this thing out. Last few minutes here. Let's go to CR in Chicago. Do we have the Triple C connection? What's Yo, up, sir. fellas? Uh, just to let you know, um, I'm a, I'm, I'll call this to be home, right, while I'm here. So I'm gonna leave all my junk over here with your son. I don't think CR. Hello. He doesn't know. Okay. He doesn't know yeah. he's on the air. Yeah, let's 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 drop him in okay. case he, in case he says something <laughs> bad here. CR. You know what? I, I don't think CR seems like the type of no. guy to, to drop a curse word. No, no, no. He's but good. that's that's smart there by Jacob. Yeah. Oh my goodness. CR. Well, what are you gonna do? What all are you right. gonna do? I, I wanted to get to this tweet too, Wolf. Uh, Mike tweets us here. And says that he's kind of worried about how this last game will play out and how people will run with it as it relates to Big Ben. Uh, Mike says, you know, I'm afraid that media and fans who like to do the blame game will all point to Ben Roethlisberger. If the Steelers lose, they'll say he wasn't good enough. Maybe he was a distraction because he was going to retire. It just seems Ben doesn't get a lot of credit for all that he has done here. Mike, I will say... 
there's like there, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't matter if you're Tom Brady. There's always going to be detractors. There's always going to be people that try yes. and downplay what you've done. Right. I think there's just as many people who are going to like infinitely more people who are going to be Ben Roethlisberger's praise than the than the minority who's gonna oh he should have retired last year he should have retired two years ago. Don't listen to those people. Don't give them any any breath any life. Just you appreciate Ben yourself. And and don't let those people get to you because I, again I don't doesn't matter if you're Ben Roethlisberger if you're Sidney Crosby when he retires some people are gonna you know, to try and detract from that he, he's he's if he he's he's our legend he's your legend and don't let anybody get in the way of that I wouldn't worry the least a bit, bit about it you know what I mean that's the last thing that'd be on my mind the biggest thing is again now, even though I was in the lineup and I was a young guy uh, with Brad wanted to do and be the very best I could just being in that huddle with those guys and. His, it's it's huge, and then you know, again, you didn't know it was going to be Terry's last game until you he got hurt. Then you knew it was his last game, right? And the fact of the matter is, um, for Ben, this is an opportunity. Um, not many are, are afforded a graceful exit from the NFL. That's and, um, they get to go out on their own terms. Yes, and this is this is exactly how now you'd like to write it. You know, with a little run into the playoffs, sure, that would sure. be nice. But uh, the fact of the matter is, this guy has done more for this team. And has been such a significant, huge part of this franchise, and he has done. Have amazed me. I've enjoyed it from the very first time. You know, first oh. year when uh, he was in the AFC. Was it the divisional round playoffs against the Colts? Yep. When I saw him come out and he's telling jokes to the grounds crew before the kickoff, and I was like, my heart was like hammering in my chest. I'm on the sidelines. I'm like, I'm ready to <laughs> go out, buckle up, and go. You know, and he's telling jokes to the guy, yep. and I'm thinking. This guy doesn't understand. He goes out and he just starts throwing the ball all over the place and touchdown. Yeah. And the rest is history. I mean, it is and history. this guy, no no game, no platform, nothing was too big for him. No, it, it was awesome. I, Consummate I was, competitor. I was 14 years old when, when Ben Roethlisberger took over. 13 years old when Ben mm. Roethlisberger took over. And I'm, you know, I enjoyed Cordell Stewart. I, I enjoyed the really good season of Tommy Maddox. But I, I remember, too, just – there was something different about if you were my age, you know, if you're if you're in your late 20s now, if you're in your 30s, even if you're in your 40s, you you'd never seen that from a Pittsburgh quarterback. Right. It was like what this is what it feels like to have the guy that we know we're gonna have a chance every time he steps out onto the field, gonna give us the best chance to win. And who knows when you're gonna have that feeling again? Because it was 25 years between between Terry and Ben, and we hope it's not 25 years till we find Ben's <laughs> Ben's successor. But you never know. Enjoy these last two games because, I mean, 18 years has flown by, and, and these last two games will as well. There's no doubt about it. Like I said, I was on, uh, I was in the lineup with Terry, and then, uh, well, actually it was 21 years later, if I got the math correct. Uh, 20, 2000, was it 21? Okay. 2004, yeah, 1983 yep, to 2004. Okay. okay. So I did. 20-some <laughs> years later. I got, I got the math you right. telling me, Matt. Here's, here's the point. You know, I was on the sidelines in Miami when he made his start. And, you know, there was, like I said, there was a lot of quarterbacks, not not the 27 like in uh, Cleveland, if you count Johnny Manziel <laughs> in the interim. But there was a lot of guys that played quarterback mm -hmm. that wore that quarterback number for the black and gold in between the two. Franchise quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they're generational. There yep. are very few, we, very few times will you see more than one. 
Enjoy the new year. Enjoy these last couple weeks of what we all think is the last couple weeks of number seven. And uh, and we'll catch up with everybody next week, and we'll get ready for Monday night uh, on Monday. Wolf, been a lot of fun these last two days, partner. Enjoyed it as always. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and thank uh, thank Art you know, for getting out of town. Yeah, so absolutely. Can, so we, so we got to do this. Yeah. And, uh, thanks to, uh, to Tom Bradley, Jerry Dulac for joining us, and our buddy Jacob for producing it all as well. Happy New Year, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN Pittsburgh.